What's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play on this episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. It's the return to the screen of my all-time favorite superhero. Since I was a wee little nerd, of course, I'm talking about the MCU's latest entry, Spider-Man Homecoming. This is our full spoiler review, so strap yourselves in for this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Saturday, July 8th, 2017. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. We chop it. We nerd it. We funny. We stir it. We it. We Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. We chop it. We nerd it. We funny. Stir it. Oh, yeah. We it. We nerd it. What's up, listener? How's it going? Welcome back. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd podcast. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And he's the rug boy. What's up, rugs? What's up, dudes? How's it going? It's going good. Anthony is in studio. We're running this old school jock and nerd style. I love it. I like you smell nice. Why do, do I, I always go there when you when you come over here? Do what I do smell, you smell nice? like? What do I smell like? Yeah. He smells like a garden of lilacs. Nice. Oh, dude. I thought he smells like Old Spice deodorant. I don't know. One or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Axe body sprays. All, all of the above. <laughs> it's like a freshly washed scent. Yeah, though I do wash. That's good. You don't wash. No, I didn't take a shower for this. I should have. Welcome to the show if you are a first-time listener. Thanks for checking us out. We're a weekly podcast where we talk about comic book and superhero related nonsense uh on, on tv in the movies giving you geek news reviews and interviews and anthony we got an interview you missed it no sorry <laughs> it was, was a good one i was watching spider-man homecoming i know and i was really jealous but i also i really wanted to talk to sharky uh listener if you are new to the show check out our last show uh where we talked to eric sharky uh who's directed the awesome documentaries and this campy movie called sex scene on pop star pi uh that had adam west as the villain geek boner and we got a lot of good stories about adam west i really i wanted to turn people on to that movie because it's just silly and fun uh and hopefully people will check it out but this show oh boy this is a good one this is a big one this is uh our spoiler full spider-man homecoming review spoiler full yes. spoilerific a movie Near and dear to my heart, if you've been listening to the show, and, we, we'll, and we'll get into that a little bit, how much we love Spider-Man, how much I, I, I love am, Spider-Man. I just imagine your opening thoughts to be, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Uh, that's really about what I felt about this movie. This is how uh, I walked out completely uh, speaking gibberish and just saying. <laughs> oh, that's not normally how you speak? That's not. That's not normally how we speak. So that's this show is going to be all Spider-Man, nothing but Spider-Man. And we have some feedback from the listener uh, about our last previous episodes we'll get to. So, you know what? Let's fucking get to the movie. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. I, I like how you go with the like the intro music, like maybe two minutes after we just started the show. So we're already segueing. <laughs> this is another, it's a segment sweep. Listen, it's a, it's to alert the listener. Okay. Oh, wait, something's happening now. Oh. Something else is starting. And what, I should now start paying attention. Now start paying attention. And this and so what's happening is me telling you that if you want to reach out and touch us, get in touch with the show, contact us. Just visit jockandnerd.com slash contact. You will find all our Twitter page, our Facebook page, our Facebook group, a way to leave us an email. You'll find a naked picture of Rugboy. Oh, shit. 
Yes. <laughs> Once rug boy, get, get yourself and make a picture and send it over. Uh, so look, <laughs> let's talk about Spider-Man homecoming, the 16th movie in the MCU. The sixth, sweet sixteen, sweet sixteen. The you seen those uh, MTV uh, shows? Sweet the, back in the day, do they still make those? I don't know if Pregnant they do. Sixteen? No, no, no. They'd be like, uh, I the turned parties. sixteen, yes. and I, my rich fucking parents throw me this awesome party. The most obscene bullshit. It, it just makes you angry watching. Awesome. I, it made me so angry watching that show. Why did you have to bring up that memory? That's <laughs> that show. It's sweet sixteen. Sweet sixteen. Spider Man. Marvel can now start driving cars legally. They can. They yeah. would have already had a permit. Yeah. And in some states, they can drink. I don't know. Some countries. Really? Uh, this West is, Virginia. This is also the sixth Spider-Man movie. Oh. Right. But kind of like 6.25. Yeah. Civil War. If you count Civil War. Yeah. Uh, and our third version and actor playing Spider-Man. Since right. 2002? Since, 2000, since 2002. Which okay. is, those are crazy, crazy facts there. Uh, the movie on Rotten Tomatoes still sitting at 94 93. 93. 93%. I, think I, I read or someone told me that this is the highest RT rating for the Marvel Cinematic. For a superhero movie. For, I, for the Marvel Cinematic. For, well, I heard it's up there with uh, Dark Knight, mm. Iron Man, and Spider-Man 2. Okay. You know. But, right. Well, there deserves to be in that pantheon we will get to. Well, here, let me just say that yes. Rotten Tomatoes isn't – 93% doesn't mean it's – this like a not one to 10 scale. It just was rating things if they're right. fresh or not. Yes. And that means that most of the people think it's fresh. That right. doesn't it's, mean it doesn't delineate like scores. No, right? it's a pass fail. It's right. like your pass fail right. in college. So. Exactly. There yeah. you go. So there's a little curve there. Uh, box office wise, the, the budget of the movie, 175 million. So uh, right now it's Saturday, July 8th the, through the Thursday and Friday. It's made $50 million oh, already. Shit. That's right. not bad. That's really good. Green guys. They were estimating a hundred million yeah. domestically for the opening weekend. It looks like it's going to crush that. I think it could go. You could see one ten. No, no, it's projected to do one twenty. One twenty. Ooh, I like that. Uh, so that so already uh, and people uh, are responding. They like this. People are responding, and, and or they're they, excited. I don't know if they well, they like it and they're excited. Again, it's going to see word of mouth second week, all that stuff. Another interesting fact about the making of this movie is I saw Sony spent. $140 million promoting the movie. Good on them. So you got to factor that into the 175 budget they're, they're in terms gonna, of making the money back. It. They're making so much but it's, money. But it, I think it's like, it's like James Bond level promotional budget that they, you know, they would spend on James Bond. Like they it's made, a lot of they money. made, I think Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was at 74 mil. It's opening weekend and this is already at 50 mil. Yeah, so, so that's, uh, this is going to crush. It's all good. Uh, speaking of the talent who made this movie, director John Watts, who uh, has just made like a, a couple of movies, Cop Car, yeah, and that's it, Clown. Talking? To, are you making fun of me? No, that's something he directed. Okay. <laughs> Never heard of either movie, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, Cop Car has Kevin Bacon. I have not heard of those two. But uh, the more interesting thing I found was this movie is written by five fucking people. That I I completely understand. <laughs> and usually when you do that. Things tend to be a mess. So you have uh, Jonathan Goldstein, John Francis Daly screenplay, John Watts gets screenplay credit, Christopher Ford, and then Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. So it's actually six people. But usually when you have this many screenwriters, you know, the movie, you see it in the movie. It suffers. And then, and this one, not so much. Uh, they uh, they managed to they put their visions together. So we're going to do how we usually run our reviews, opening thoughts, what we liked, what we didn't like, uh, some Easter eggs, yada, yada. 
Opening thoughts, Anthony. You saw the movie first, and you saw the movie twice I've again. Seen it my movie twice. <laughs> son of a bitch. I've seen just... it Thursday and Friday. You saw it uh, yesterday. Okay, oh, so God, you yeah. saw it the most recent. I'm really curious because if you uh, are on our Patreon, you heard his instant reaction. So now I'm. Let's give your opening thoughts of the movie, and uh, after seeing it the second time, did anything change? So I've always liked the MCU. Um, I liked every film in the MCU. Um, I liked my barometer on the Spider-Man movies is Amazing Spider-Man Two or not Amazing? Well, not not no, not you. Spider-Man Two by Sam Raimi is not only the best Spider-Man film in my opinion, but one of the best comic book movies of all time. So I use that as kind of a barometer. Uh, this Spider-Man Homecoming is good. I'll go with it's good. I wasn't blown away. Um, I enjoyed the film, but I was expecting more from the MCU and it not necessarily, I wasn't disappointed with the direction they took. I know it's a different kind of version of Spider-Man. That wasn't what disappointed me. It was more that I feel like this film didn't have that much meat to it. It was more just there and it happened and we'll get into why I liked it and why I disliked it. But overall I would go with a very okay movie, satisfying, but not like interesting, but not, this blow away movie that is the best movie of all time. Wow. I did not expect that from Anthony. Yeah. That- yes. I was actually prefacing this. I was fully expecting to be defending this movie at all costs. And I walked out of it twice going, eh, that was okay. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's very interesting. Okay. Rugs. My spider shits are tingling. I finally get to use that drop. Yes. I've been waiting to use that opening thoughts. What do you got? Like, do you want to hear negative or just positive? No, you get, just give just me give, like what you overall. And then right. we'll get, we'll dive this in is it. what I'll say about this movie. Yeah. I went in there. I went in there waiting to like hate this movie. All right. So I was already guns a blazing walls up. ready to hate <laughs> this movie. Um, what I saw on the screen was this is a movie for the audience that's sitting in the theater. This is a movie for the moviegoer. This is a movie for the casual MCU fan, the people who started watching the MCU movies and like MCU. And if you are one of those people, you're going to love this movie. It's very entertaining. It's very funny. It moves very quickly. It's edited well. And everything that's happening in the movie is good. If you are a diehard Spider-Man fan that grew up with Spider-Man and knows what Spider-Man is, you might be disappointed. You might want to look past that and be like, okay, I got to get over this whole, it's hard to reconcile. Cause I liked this movie a lot. I had a great time watching it, but at the same time, I'm like, this is not Spider-Man. And I knew that I was going to feel that way. But the, the fact that it won me over and I had a good time in spite of that says a lot about this movie. So I don't know how to really reconcile what I'm about to say, but I liked it, but I didn't like it. It's really basically, I liked it as a movie. I didn't like it as a Spider-Man movie. That's not what I expected you to say. So yeah, I expected you to completely shit on it. So there we go. <laughs> wow, my turn, huh? I don't know, man. I'm conflicted too. Uh, if you, I, hey, if you really like it, go for well, it. Well, I see. I, I, I don't. I'm I not kinda, saying it's a bad movie. I, I kind of uh, agree with parts of both of your guys' statements. Like, it was a really fun movie. I did have a lot of fun movie. I had a big smile on my face. I thought that it was refreshing. I, I appreciated kind of the, the different takes that they were trying to go for and all the Easter eggs and kind of nods to all the other movies in the comic book. Uh, it was, they, they kind of balanced that in. 
uh, you know, I like that the villain was compelling and had personal uh, connections. Uh, lots of fun. Look, this is a great chapter. Like we said, this is the 16th MCU movie. This is a great chapter of the MCU saga featuring Spider-Man. But this is, uh, uh, it's heavily an ultimate Spider-Man. It's a bunch of things, but it's not. I'm conflicted also. It's not the Spider-Man I grew up reading, but I really, I kind of enjoyed this Spider-Man, but it's hard. But that's the reason yeah. why you enjoyed it. They they tailor-made it to be enjoyable. Yes, yes. That's the thing. They changed everything about Peter Parker to make him enjoyable. Correct. Peter Parker's not an enjoyable person to, to watch. His life sucks. So they made him a likable character. Correct. But in if, spite of what the character is. They did. But if they wanted to make a teen comedy that had Spider-Man in it, they, they that's a success. They were successful. They, they achieved yes, that. Absolutely. So I, I saw it as what they were trying to do. They absolutely got it. Because structurally, there's nothing wrong with the movie. It's directed well. It's acted well. I love the story. The special effects are great. The costume is great. There's really nothing wrong with the movie. Uh We'll I, I mean, oh, for, for the most part, <laughs> there's things there's, that there's, are, yeah, that we'll, are we'll not so it. great, but it is this generation Spider-Man. It is, uh, uh, you know, this is the MCU. This is the MCU. This is the MCU Spider-Man. I feel like, I feel like that we're saying this, but I also feel like that if you're going to analyze the amazing Spider-Man and throw Andrew Garfield under the bus, that this movie does the exact same thing and takes a lot of liberties with Spider-Man but nobody's throwing anybody under the bus watching this movie just because it's more enjoyable to watch. I think, but I'll get, I'll get, I'll get into, I'll get into the the comparison right there. The amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, the romance was great. I I know we're going to compare a lot. So we'll just start by comparing the romance was great. I feel like the reason why this is already way more like than amazing Spider-Man is Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, whether that's true to the comics or not, was very angsty and very emo yeah. and very like, oh, we woe is me. Yeah. Oh, man, my life sucks. Oh, man, I don't know how to invent banneries, whatever. <laughs> and then this Spider-Man is, is never like that. He's yeah. never like, fuck my life. He's yeah. never like, yeah. he's automatically way more enjoyable. Yes, but, but that's why. They, right. He's, yeah. he's way more enjoyable because they took that part out of his character right. so people could people can identify with him. But that is a huge part of Peter Parker's motivation and essence of his character exactly. in in the legacy of Spider-Man. In fact, if you're I'm looking at what you what we have for what we liked yes. and stuff like that, that in the that's show notes. Not, that's, that's just me <laughs> jotting down things. You have written video diary bit. Okay, let's talk about I that. I hated that completely because really? Peter Parker would never do that. The Peter, Peter Parker that I grew up reading was so afraid of anybody finding out that he was Spider-Man, he would never tape something with him fucking around and whatever like he would just not never do that and and the fact that like happy hogan is letting him record this shit in whatever <laughs> yeah it doesn't make any sense so like i thought I, I was already pulled out of the movie right there i was like spider no peter wouldn't do this he's doesn't want aunt may to find out well but see all of that is different this that's the the number of things they've changed now he just hit on two things the secret identity in the mcu and his motivation about why he doesn't want to tell Aunt May why he's Spider-Man. It's completely different. But look, I like the video diary bit only because I like seeing that different perspective of Civil War and the shit kind of lined up. Now, Peter Parker wouldn't do that, but this Peter Parker would absolutely do that. See, if but you that's what about, you're saying when you're saying yes, this Peter Parker. Yes, this is a different, this is like Spider-Man so with we're quotes. we're acknowledging, the, but that's the thing. When, we, when Amazing Spider-Man came out, everybody shit on it because it wasn't like the comic book. 
And now we're not doing that. So I feel like it's a double standard. You're a little, well, a little uh, bit. I, I would also why. say Amazing Spider-Man got shit on because it was a bad script. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I mean, they did that thing where they changed the origin where his dad engineers him, right. his DNA, into right. the spider. That's that's just as much of a change as what they've done to Spider-Man in this movie. I, I will agree. This is as far a bridge as you said in your, your uh, initial review on Patreon as Ultimate Spider-Man the comic book, even let, further. But let, for some let's reason, segment our thoughts. A lot let, of it works. Let's start with what we like. Yes. Yeah. I, I Let me start. I like it right away. The what the Spider-Man theme song and the symphony. I love that kind they of Easter used egg. It more. They should have used that they more. They should have used it. But more. I also like the choice of music, like Rolling Stones. Can't you hear me knocking? I, that's a song that like you, you think of Goodfellas. You think of like really right. noir movies. And I thought it worked there. They used the Ramones. They used that traffic song. I really like the choice of these songs because it doesn't really date the movie. These are classic rock songs, but they're like not the the the, the cheesy ones that they play on the radio over and over again. Yeah. Right. Yeah, those are good. Um, They're fine. Yeah. If we're going to start with what we liked, I mean, I got to go with the cast. Yeah. I thought Tom Holland. talk Holland, about the cast. Yes. I thought Tom Holland was very good in what he had to do as act like a fucking kid in high school, a 15 year old kid. I liked that the cast felt like Amazing Spider Man, the Raimi films and the Web films both were set originally in high school. Yeah. But high school was just the backdrop, it was never actually the setting of these films. Right. Whereas this film actually embraced high school. Yeah. And that is in stark contrast to not only those films, but the MCU in general. The MCU is all about 35 year old man childs that have fucking ego problems and then they get fucking, you know, they get, get their powers and they become good people. This was never about that. This was all about high school. Well, do you think the whole thing about how they wanted to make a John Hughes movie, which is. Oh, yeah. No, this is definitely this, that they did feel. It. I this, feel this, they achieved I mean, that. You, you're fucking talking. The, the issues in this movie are detention, yeah. homecoming, yeah. Uh, going to class, homework. Like These are things that like none of the MCU films have tackled. So in that aspect, not only what they tackled as a tone, but the cast itself, like Tom Holland, Zendaya, Jacob Badalon, Jacob uh, Tony Revolori, like yeah. Those are all people, they might be like 21, 22, but unlike Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire or um, Emma Stone, or Kirsten Dunst, they actually look 16. Yeah. They're all like younger looking kids. Yeah. So they actually does feel like a New York City magnet school that has been updated now to kind of reflect that being a nerd isn't necessarily like what it used to be. Like being smart is actually all right. It's now different levels of bullying and different social structures in high school. Which, which, which is an update and, and more, more in tune to what's going on. Now, Tom Holland's physicality comes into great play here. Like, we know he's, uh, he's a, a ballet, trained as ballet. He was Billy Elliot. He's, he can do flips. Like, you see him work out and you really felt that. And like, his movement is almost like he's like a cartoon come to life, like very fluid and bouncy. Uh, and I, I feel like you can, you tell when he's in the suit a lot when he's doing these flips and stuff. So, yeah, he was he was really good. Rugs, what'd you think of the Holland? I thought he was fine. Yeah, I thought he was good. Um, was he my favorite Spider Man of all time? N no. But like uh I thought he was really good. And I don't have a problem with what he did. I'm I'm sure that he's gonna grow into the role. Yeah. And uh he just doesn't come off as nerdy to me at all. He comes off as just like a regular kid. Like you could completely take away the nerd aspect and like never mention it and you'd never think he was nerdy. So that, yeah, I mean, that, he, that, that, that yeah. never comes across. Yeah. You know, you see him like working on his web you, fluids, you see him doing the web, a little, but it's yeah. also cause he's surrounded by like nerdy kids. Also. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's a different set. It, it changes the whole thing. Yeah. He doesn't really look. Yeah. He, he doesn't look out of, I don't know. For some reason I have a different perspective on it cause of my life, but 
uh, on nerdy kids and what they look like <laughs> in, in contrast to yeah. other kids in the, in the class yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so I think I have an insight to it and it didn't, I didn't believe it. So, but barring that, um, I mean, he's, you know, he's a cute kid. Like he's, uh, he's, yeah. he's, he's a fucking kid. Yeah. He looks and like, he, a kid. And he <laughs> looks like he's a fucking kid. So again, very, very ultimate, ultimate Spider-Man by Michael Bendis. He's fine. He's yeah. fine. I'd have no problems with him. He's just not my favorite Spider-Man, but like, yeah, he's fine. Well, here's the thing about the, I, I don't necessarily agree with the ultimate Spider-Man, um, comparison only because not only did the first maybe 30, 40 issues of Spider-Man start out with him in high school, yeah. but literally every Spider-Man film yeah. starts out with him in high school. So it's not Ultimate Spider-Man. It's just they're starting where they're starting, which but, is him in high school. But they only started doing that because of Ultimate Spider-Man. No. It was the, the first one to do it. The Raimi films were started in high school. Yeah, but Ultimate Spider-Man, the comic book, had been out. Yes, but I'm saying the original Spider-Man 1 is yes. him in high school. Yes. Spider-Man 1 through 30-something is yes. him in high school. So yes. these, this is a real origin for the character. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Um, I enjoyed... Jacob Badalon, I thought he was funny as he Ned. He's not. I don't think he's Ned Leeds. He's. He I think he's Ned just Leeds. Ned. He's just it, Ned. What does it say in here? It just says Ned. I think he just says Ned. He's just an amalgamation of Ganky and Ned. So you know that, that's interesting. A lot of the last names of characters I thought were combo characters they're, are they're taking them off. off. Yeah, they're not doing so. That. They're really having fun with, it, and we'll get to like how they're having fun with it. But Ned is a combination. He's Ganky, just called Ned Ganky right. from Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, and no. he's also Filipino, so I'm happy. Yeah, no, and it's uh, he's kind of he's great as Peter's like sounding board, you know, and, and the chemistry between them is great. Uh, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, I really good. love Michael Keaton. And everything like I, I like how they wrote this villain. Uh, there's a big twist, which I don't know if that goes into what we liked or what we didn't like part of the show right now. Uh, but you, you, you buy him and you just, just seeing him and you think of him in, in Batman and Birdman. And, uh, I just love his delivery and is the way, the way he, his presence is. So, uh, I thought, I, I thought, thought he was great. Fan- I thought he was fantastic. I thought he was great. I like Jacob. I, I really enjoyed Zendaya. I liked, I liked her fucking shitty wit. That was a, like, a great I like, snarky I like, character. She was so snarky. I like the, the part where, I don't know, I might have been the only one that laughed, but when she's like, why are you guys at this lame-ass party? They're like, what are you doing here? Yeah. She's like, am I? And then fucking yeah, walks it's, away. It's, like, like, I don't know, she just had, she had a dry wit. That yeah, I really the, the only part where I laughed at her is when she gave him the finger. That was funny, too. But, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That was pretty yeah. good. But, I, but she is supposed to be like this, like, Weird fucking character. She is the the like from Breakfast Club. Uh, She's Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy's character, who's just kind of the introverted, outcast, weird. But once you get to know her, you know, and uh, you do see that she's kind of catching on to Peter too at the end, which is kind of fun. A fun thing they threw in there. Uh, who else stood out? I mean, uh, Tony Revolori is. I, I thought he was okay. I liked. I kind of enjoyed. The- I'm being a ju- juvenile as fuck, but I enjoyed the penis Parker bit. Penis Parker. I wasn't like laughing like crazy, but I was like, that's, that's, a, that's, I don't a know. I thought that bit. was a bad decision. I thought he was miscast. I, I'm sorry. Well, I thought they, sh- they should have at least made someone who was intimidating. He wasn't even intimidating. I, I, it's at a, re- all. it's a re, definitely a reimagined. It's flash. a different bully because I initially, I was like, well, he's just a shitty bully. He's not really good at being well, a bully. But, but would a bully be at a magnet school? I don't know. See, what kind of bullies thing. are you looking at? Well, there's yeah. smart people that are large. You know, right. there's large smart people. They're just because you're born tall doesn't mean that you're uh, stupid. Well, I, I, the reason I particularly enjoyed the penis Parker bit was because I was at my Thursday night showing, <laughs> and I was Parker. literally I was next to a child, and and the, <laughs> when when he's chanting penis Parker, 
I could see the mom like literally cover her his She's child's like, oh, ears. No. Like, oh, I what brought fuck. my kid to a Spider-Man movie they said for this. Penis. <laughs> they said penis. One, two, three, like, penis. The, the kid was probably like five years old. <laughs> yeah. Mom, what is what is he saying? Look, I'm out of touch with the kids these days. Maybe that's how you bully people now. I honestly thought they would do like a cyberbullying thing. Like that's but could have. But they nah, just did just like penis jokes. It's just penis jokes. It's penis. Like, I, he said there was an interview where he was like, I was playing with that. I could have done penis Parker. I was thinking. Peter Parker Porty. Peter <laughs> Peter Porker. <laughs> Peter Porker. Do you yeah. know he got death threats while making this movie who? from Tony Revolori? Why? From fans who didn't like that he was the Flash, that they changed the Flash this much. Because he's a nerdy Mexican kid? Yeah, because he's a Guatemalan kid. I'm like, really? Oh, that's, Guatemalan. That's fucking, I was like, that's that's a little. That's it a it little was much. definitely a, a different itinerary. All I would never this. send him a death threat. I just would see, like, <laughs> I don't it was really actually like Rug Boy. <laughs> Rug Boy tweeting at him. Rug Boy was sending him and Dan Slott I would never do that. <laughs> Dan Slott, maybe. <laughs> never a kid for being cast. It's not his fault. Yeah, that was that, that was. I was just shocked that people but, but, setting him death threats. Uh, what, uh, the just the setting itself. Yeah, was New York completely high different. school. Well, not only New York, but like New York, but not fucking Manhattan. Yeah, like New well, York I enjoyed I enjoyed the suburban scenes where like I wanted to see him shoot a web. There's no buildings, and he's like, oh, "Yeah, that crap. was great. That's that perfect. That, that, that happened in the comic book. Yes, though. so that's great, Spider Man. And then you see him booking. Well, you see him running, and you go, "This sucks." Like that Spider Man. Yeah, like, him and being then, like this sucks. And then they cut to. I love how they cut to uh, a family watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The scene where Ferris is running through the yards while he's running through the yards. And I just love how he's still learning his powers. Like he he smashes through some things. He bra- he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, that's good. But that's then you fun. see him also like walking a tightrope and and doing fun things with his powers, just hanging out. Like there was a lot of bits where it's like Spider Man isn't as isn't that cool yet? Like the the shot where he's in the paper, he's coming out of a fucking porta potty. That's hilarious. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's that's kind of Spider. Yeah, he's right. Just, like yeah. he's not he always the coolest guy. He's yes. not the coolest guy. He's not ever. the coolest guy. And then he can't catch a break. It's just like those kind of things always happen to him. So. There were moments of that that uh, I really appreciated. Uh, what else did we like? Rugs, I want you to tell me one other thing you liked. <laughs> what did I like about yes. this movie? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, I like the cast for the most part, except for, like, you know, Flash Thompson not being intimidating at all to me or something like that. But I did like the I did like the writing. I liked the pacing. I liked that it was funny. Um, I don't like the the reason why it was funny but yeah. i did like that it, it w- did make me laugh out loud a few times um yeah i i pretty much there wasn't a cringy moment in this thing really That's that true. i could say that was so cringy where I, it took me out of the movie but there was parts where i was just like um oh that's that's gonna be something i'm gonna want to watch again i'm gonna want to get the movie and watch it again to see this part again so i can't say that about a lot of movies yeah. So uh, it did have that. So who, it was very beautifully crafted film. It was very e- expertly made um, to be entertaining. I mean, I like that it uh, it was it was very organic, very grounded, kind of in this universe. And I think that's kind of led to some of your criticisms of it. Just feel like things are just happening until you get to that like twist and the, and the tension increases. Well then let's stop. Let's go right there. Yeah. I love the twist. You like, I the, didn't twist. like the twist. Oh, you know I what? We, we never gave out spoiler. Uh, I said spoiler, you said spoiler. but let's do this. Trap yourselves in your box. Spoiler time. Because we really haven't spoiled anything too big yet. If you haven't seen the movie, this is a big spoiler. Yes. Uh, and it goes back to the rumor that I cut out that we thought Zendaya was playing 
uh, Adrian Toomes' daughter, and then that was debunked. And it turns out Liz Allen is Adrian Toomes' daughter when he shows up to her house and pick her up for the homecoming dance. And he's there. I was like, oh, shit, what is this? And he's like, uh, and, and oh, it was great. That, I mean, it, it, it immediately kind of increased the tension for me and the gravity of the, the plot. That point in the film, I know that's not canon at all. No, that is completely different. No, that never happened. Not. But I don't. Then none of this movie is canon. No. So you have to you have to get over yourself. If you're I mean, the vulture it. is uh, like the up. The, let's t- let's talk about the vulture. Like how he looked. They updated him, and I think it works. You can't have an old man. No, no, no. Uh, in a in a. They've, green... they've always updated the villains. They've yeah. never made the villains look. And it makes Jesus. sense that you know the whole damage control thing and, right. and his personal vendetta. But up until this point in the movie, for me, I actually was like, eh, this movie's. I don't really like this movie. Right. And then that happens, and then immediately like. Tom Harlan starts acting like more than just this goofy fucking kid. Like the entire scene where he's in the kitchen and then in the, in the car, like yeah. he can't fucking hide it. No, he's, he he's literally yeah. like I, looking at this guy, like with this, the stare of death, like this is the fucking guy that's trying to kill me. And I'm glad I, for me, it ramped up the tension a it lot. Did. It added, it made the, the plot kind of kick into gear. And I'm like, all right, now I'm actually interested in you the know, stakes I, of this film. I appreciate that they tombs found out right away. They didn't do some shitty thing where he can't figure it out. And, you know, it would have been so it, obvious. To me, it echoed to a, a lot of uh, Spider-Man 1 with Harry's dad yeah. being yeah. and Thanksgiving dinner. And then they both realized that they're each other. They did copy and it, that. And it was very, very reminiscent. I was like... And, and well, I'm one of those people that hates when things are related for no apparent reason. Where now this is your dad, like, or you know, or this is I hate that. Like, <laughs> why can't he just be a guy that doesn't like Spider Man because he's fucking up his life? Like, why does he, why do we have to go now and now make everything all intertwined? I hate that. That's like something that movie people think is the thing to do, and they always do it, and I always hate it because now I'm like, why can't just things happen because people are shitty? Like that's the real world. Like you go to the you go out to the city one day and all of a sudden there's a bombing. The guy's not your dad's brother's friend or whatever. It's like just a guy that bombed something. It's like, you know what I mean? Like it's it, life is more random than that. And so I didn't I, I maybe it, it works as a tool to get the tension up, but I when I see that I just I just it pulls me out of the movie because it's a it's a it's a tactic that they use. It's a writing tactic. Well, let me counter it real quick if with this, I think it added to the if you're in the bullet, big believer of stupid Parker Luck or bad Parker Luck, yeah. he would yes. fucking date the girl of that course. is the, the daughter of the criminal <laughs> of that he's fighting. Like yes. if, if you're if you're a big if you're but, into the Parker Luck, bad Parker Luck, that's total Parker. I Luck. have a, I have a counter to that. Okay, <laughs> if you're a if you're a person that's so obsessed with this girl, you wouldn't know who her dad is. Well, it sounded His like dad's he, never come to anything. He wasn't His around a lot. Never, yeah, they were, dad, yeah, they dad went, never showed up to anything. He never Googled who who, who, who she was. Well, the mom alluded anything. to that. He's... He never looked at her Facebook <laughs> and never saw a picture of her dad. <laughs> That's like, true. Come on. Like, like this is not. <laughs> he would a, be stalking her on Facebook. Yes. Uh, he probably would stalk. I don't. They, they tried to explain it away as he's always away. Yeah, like dealing dealing weapons. So, look, I'll agree, slightly forced and completely out of canon, yeah. but it needed that at that point. In I thought it, I plot. thought the plot was fucking dead. There yeah, was nothing right. going. So on. it really needed that little kick in the pants. I don't know what else you could have done to to bring it closer and and ratchet yeah, up. I mean, you could tension. do a lot of things. I just for me, it worked. You could do a lot of. Different I just things. love that you know, like same thing with Doc Ock and Spider Man too. There's always a personal connection he has with his bad guys, and, and, and I, I just really enjoy the scene where they're in the car and they're slowly figuring each other out. Yeah, and he figures it out. 
That's some great delivery by Keaton, man. Keaton's, I, I Keaton's love acting his, his ass off in that. He's like, in that see, they, they could have made Michael Keaton date Aunt May. And then and it'd be completely random because while Peter's out doing shit, yes. he's not paying attention to what Aunt May's doing. That would I want you to meet this guy. I want you to meet this guy. Boom. You know, it, it just that makes, I guess, because that way he would have no way of knowing what's going on. But the girl's girl's dad that should be in every Facebook picture or, <laughs> one or two. Well, maybe, maybe she's ashamed. Of well, and so so is her name. My white dad. Is her name Liz Toombs? <laughs> She's, just, she's not Liz Allen? No, she's Liz Allen. She's Liz Allen, I think. Yeah, I think they, she just took her mom's name, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she called him dad, so, uh, yeah. They're, I mean, like, they're, they're playing with Did they with ever that say time. that her name is Liz Allen? I think they did say Liz Allen, her full name. I don't remember. Name. I, I, like, I, I watched it twice, and I don't remember. Here's the other thing I like. I like that they never actually said the vulture, and you just saw it on the sign as vulture guy at the end, like... You know, and even, and, but I like also how they, there was the self awareness of it was kind of great. Like when he's like, oh, he calls himself the shocker. I shock people. Uh, you know, that's great. And there's a ton of self, there's like that. There's him talking in his arrow voice, which is hilarious. To oh, me. yeah. When he has an in interrogation yeah, mode. Yeah. That, I thought that was funny. <laughs> he's like, I'm not a girl, I'm a boy, when really. He, when he's hanging upside down and, and his AI is like, kiss her. Yes. It's like, that's a total. Yeah, that's great. And that's an allusion to the, the, one, the yeah. famous kiss. So they were really self referential to all the movies and, and the comic books. Well, they basically ignored Amazing Spider Man. Well, that's true. <laughs> they <laughs> they were like, well, no, we're not did. ignoring this one. You could have put a Toby Maguire cameo. They had a somewhere. Betty Brant. Uh, yeah, she and she was a she was a, like a, a budding news reporter. She become Ned's girlfriend. Uh, yes, she was. Okay. She does grow up and marry Ned Leeds, who is the Hobgoblin in the comic oh, books. Right. Uh, Liz Allen uh, uh, traditionally hooks up with the Flash or Flash, not the Flash. <laughs> it's just Flash. Flash. Yeah, Mary Ellen shows up. Mary <laughs> Allen and Liz <laughs> Allen. Real like, quick. Ew, uh, ew, ew, we're related. Ew. Uh, what else did we love? Uh, the the end credits. Do you guys like the end credits with Scorpion? Yes, I like that they're I like the they're setting up and they set up the tinkerer too. They never said that guy's name. The other guy who's always fixing things, Matt Gargan, the Scorpion. They made they wrote him to be a brutal person. He's I, like a fucking murderer. And yeah. he, in the post credit, he's like, I want to just you know hang out with him, cut off his head, stick it in a dryer. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Damn, he got a messed up scar. Like, where is this coming from? I this movie's it. been like this fun loving movie. So you know this. Like, we'll get to that third act plane scene, but I after that, I kind of like the stingers they set up to end the movie. Uh, meaning the rejection of uh, Tony's suit, where he kind of like has his moment where he realizes what he's doing this for. Yeah, but that becomes moot at that point. It kind of does because he takes back the other suit. Yeah. yeah. What's so the point? That, the- that's, 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 that's like a, what's what's the difference between taking a new suit and the other suit that you just got? I I will. I more disliked it, but I'll say that I did like that the character grows from. It's a growth gro- moment. He, he grows from being just wanting to be an Avenger to actually like just realizing that New York. Like is it would be cool place. if he just threw out Karen and just like disengage disengage. Well, that, that, I wish they. Yeah, I wish they said something about like how it's all that stuff is disabled. Uh, and that he he wouldn't have the use of that. But- I understand. Uh, it's in my it's in my dislikes as well. Yeah. But I understand that what they're going for is that there's no way that this kid can be awesome yet and with the suit, and that there's a little help. But I just I I'll, I'll get into this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I do like the moment where uh, Tombs doesn't give up Peter at the end. He kind of shows a little bit of heart. And well, because he saved him. That's true. He also was like, that's why I didn't kill him initially because he saved his daughter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then he saved him, too. Right. So, so, and, you know, he only signed on for one uh, movie. I wonder if we will I, see him again. I liked the 
the way they kind of wove it into the Avengers tragedy or yeah. the, the New York tragedy where it's like these guys that damage were just control damage control knocks these guys out yeah. and now they're just making weapons off of Ultron and Chitauri tech and Ultron tech. Like, that's a clever way to kind of link it in. Cause you saw a lot of like the, the phase through technology. Uh, Ultron's head gets pulled out. Yeah. He plays like this fucking thing. Right. He pulls it out. You're like, Oh my God, that's Ultron's head. So, and the Chitauri weapons and, and uh, Peter trying to fight. And, I, and his, just his expressions every time he gets hit with a weapon, he's like, what the hell is this? It's like, Oh, you know, it, it's just very, 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 it was very real. It was very, I liked it. Him learning. Uh, the it's whole a different. Movie. It was a definitely a different version of Peter because the the versions we get of Peter prior to this were like he has one moment where he's fucking around and doesn't know shit. Yeah, and then he perfect. He's perfect after that. But these, he was never really perfect. So that's the other thing I wanted to mention is I liked how he made a lot of mistakes, caused a lot of damage. Like from the beginning, the deli getting destroyed was kind of his fault. But I didn't like that he never went back and tried to, uh, you know, that right? was the guy yeah. that he that ta- he talked to him all the yeah. time. The guy who was the buddies with, he saved him and his cat. He never went and checked yeah. on him or anything no. after that. And the fairy getting split entirely his fault. Exactly. So I, I, liked, I liked that. Though I liked that he made these mistakes and he was fucking up. Like well, he need, they needed him to do that so Tony Stark could could take away the suit. Yes, right. so that yeah. was a plot device. So a lot of it is plot by numbers. Like it, the things happen not because because they want the, they wrote it in the script to happen, not right. because it would actually happen if Spider Man was there. Because Spider Man would have destroyed Vulture in two seconds. Like Vulture has never been a threat to Spider Man. Yeah, you just web so, up his like suit in the back yeah. and take him down. And you're done. But That's it. He had for the purpose the, of this. Yeah. The, he had to be a complete tool and fuck everything up. But the, they they did have all these crazy weapons. Well, were, I'll uh, I'll defend that by saying he's 15 years old in this film. That's why I like to see the inexperience. Right. And there he, there is a, the one scene in the gas station where he's fucking around with the AI in his suit, and they they kind of, he but thinks we that just saw him fight like Ant Man, yeah, and all these true. other people, yeah. and fucking hold his own. And so Pretty now capably. the vulture, a guy who's not even a, a third stringer, is going to fucking get the, the better of spider-man like put it in context right no that i'll agree with that because there there's a lot of uh weird continuity issues from civil war to this one yeah you um, shouldn't be this stupid there, yeah, there. after after his i mean in civil war he didn't get fucked up at all through like the best guys the guys that could take down anybody like he's going toe to toe with everybody, and he's that. going toe to toe with Cap. Now he can't take down these thugs who are just like street level. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. He didn't learn. They, they, they made it. They adjusted him for what they needed in this film. Yeah. Yes. Basically, yeah. they they wrote Deep, it. Yeah. They didn't write it to how the character was established. They they wrote it to how what they needed to happen in the in the film. What I would blame that on, I think, is they from what it seems like they got Spider Man pretty late in the Civil War production. And, ah. they, and they had a specific idea of how they wanted to use him. Yeah. And then once they really had some time and they wanted to plot out the solo film, they were like, well, let's make him a kid. And then they were like, well, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, you know, let's make him this, let's make it different. Let's make him this bumbling superhero. And they, they, there wasn't enough forethought in between when they got him for civil war. And then when they got, well, him that's like, this. that's still a misstep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. No, I'm just, that's what I think. Cause happened. of the way the deal, the deal uh, came down. Yeah. The too. deal came yeah. down so Which quick. Is fine. Yeah. It's fine. But uh, I just want to point it out. I did. I mean, I did love the connection, you know, between all the movies and, and, and pretty much it's starting, you know, right after civil war, uh, like you said, rugs the cat for the cat. But I was wondering, like, if you walk into this, will you be confused without if you'd never watched any other MCU movie? But is there anybody that's even going to be doing that? No one at this point. Yeah, the whole build to this movie was 
you've seen every MCU film. Now we have Spider-Man. So you really got to love that we have come to the point where you could do this, where you don't even need an origin story. You don't have to explain shit. This is kind of what I had been waiting for from very early superhero movies when they started to get popular. I have a feeling they're going to flashback in the second movie, the origin. To show the origin. Because they have to actually, at some point, they got to give him a, his, they, his strategy. They, well, they got to do the origin that's for him. Yes. In this movie, in this series. Yeah. And they're I, not going to spend. Yeah. Because you don't know. Because first of all, Aunt May is Aunt May, an Italian Aunt May, which she's Irish in the comic books. <laughs> that's a good so point. They, they, they even said the, the, the guy <laughs> even confirmed it. The sandwich guy confirmed that she was in a hot Italian lady. So like, okay, so she's. She's not May Riley. She's a different Aunt May, obviously. Or, or, or maybe, maybe she's half they, Italian. Maybe they got married into. He met. She got married into the family. Yeah. Also, Peter speaks Italian. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> Good for him. Okay. So, look. Let's. Uh, wait, wait. A couple more. Okay. A couple more things. Just a like. couple more little things okay. I liked. Um, the fucking teacher. Martin, I thought he was hilarious. Martin Starr is the, he, the part where he's like, uh, I couldn't lose another one. Okay. Not again. <laughs> not again. <laughs> that was funny. Or the part where he welcomes them. He's like. Oh, hey, welcome back, Peter. And then he's like, he's like, protesting is American. Get on the bus. Uh, the, the, the supporting cast. Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Burris is like. Where he's not standing on the side when Cap is pointing like, to yeah, him. Pointing and then to when him. Peter runs up, he's like, oh, wait, don't go. Don't go. Back. Yeah. Like, he just does not give a <laughs> that, fuck. That, that, that's all like very Howard Hughes-esque teachers. Yeah, right? John yeah. Hughes. Yeah, yeah. John great, Hughes great, side. great character. And there's a bunch of Easter eggs with. Uh, the principal, Kenneth Choi, and Martin Starr's character. And we'll get to that when we get to some Easter eggs. Uh, what else? Anything else that we liked? The little the, the little African-American kid that always had one-liner. Yes. That means he took your place. <laughs> <laughs> he rings the bell. No, that is false. That when, is false. he's like, Revolver. I told you not to use the bell for comedic yeah. effect. There's, like, there's the, a lot of like little, yes, the jokes very clever lines in that. So that, you know, Daly and Goldstein, the guys from one Asian of them. Dude, Asian seats. kid using the bathroom. While John oh, Shire that again. Great. Yeah. Great, great comedic moments. Like the humor was really good, really in tune. And it wasn't cheesy. It was, it was very organic. One last thing for yeah. me. And then when it, we can, you guys continue or we can go on whatever. Yeah. I really enjoyed the diversity. Yeah. Because not only did it feel like a magnet school and like a school that I've gone to. Yeah. But they never acknowledged like, Hey, you're black. Yeah. Hey, your best friend's Asian. Yeah. Like they, they were just very matter of fact. They were like, just there. They're, they're just, just there. These are just, are. these are people. These are people that live in New York right now. Yeah. So for me, at least it never felt like I was being pandered to. It felt like, no, this it seemed realistic. You got an African kid in class. I saw a girl with a, a hijab, like a, she covered had like there was a Muslim girl at the homecoming right. dance. I was like, oh look, there's a little Muslim. Well, and girl even there's one bit where it like when Peter's da- when uh, Liz Allen's dad is revealed and he's a white guy. Like that totally could have been a moment. Like your dad's white. Yeah, no, they you know, don't, like, it's just, yeah, just all understood and implied, and there's no. Yeah, no, so I, I I under I I really appreciated that that was not overplayed. Yeah. The, the the diversity aspect that they didn't acknowledge it on screen. No, they don't need to. It's just matter. It's just of fact. matter of fact. It is what it is. It's a good mix. Uh, and then, yeah. Well, we'll get. We'll talk about Donald Glover and the Easter eggs. He was uh, he was good. He was like serviceable. But like what he his uh, what he said is an awesome Easter He's Aaron egg. Davis. He's the prowler. Yeah. He's the prowler. He's Aaron Davis. And Miles and Morales is Miles there. Miles Morales exists in this universe. He's like, I got a nephew that lives around here. I was like, oh, snap. This, so, okay, last thing I like, tons of Easter eggs. I loved all the Easter eggs. And as well, it should be jam-packed with Easter eggs. They did a good job. And uh, we'll go over those after we get a little nitpicky. But first, we'll take a quick break. I'm going to play well, some promos. Uh, if anyone got a pee, we'll go pee. Uh, check out. These. Uh, I got to kill a fly. Oh, okay. Ruggs has got to kill a fly. I'm going to play some promos and we'll continue. 
messages. We'll be right back. Do you like movies? Get busy living or get busy dying. Mr. Anders. Life uh, finds a way. TV? A girl has no name. Soft kitty, warm kitty. You didn't think I'd just disappear, did you? Music? Hello. All my friends are eating steak, it's slow. Girl, Video games? It's me, Mario. Get over here! Hey, listen! If you love geeking out about your pop culture passions, See Here's the Thing may be the podcast for you. Join me and my co-host Patrick as we dive into a weekly digest of news clips about movies, TV, video games, theater, and more. Special guests, improv games, and terrible celebrity impersonations abound in our weekly episodes published directly on Podomatic. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Google+, and Pinterest. See, here's the thing. It's where humor and pop culture collide. In a world where so many podcasts offer TV and movie news, along comes another one filled to the brim with podcasty goodness that is only slightly better at best. Admit it, you're always looking for a new brand of meaningless movie nonsense in your podcast diet. Look for the 365 Flicks podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, and all good third-party podcast apps. You can also swing by the Facebook page. Come join in on the adventures of Kev, a pissy ex-video store clerk. And Chris, a Scottish Whedon Hall. We are your vocal heroes of pissy opinion. We bring you all the latest TV and movie news reviews and general geeky rants. As well as a bunch of top fives that you really won't care about. So whether you're Team Iron Man or Team Cap, you're Team Batman or Team Superman, drop on by the 365 Flex Podcast, where the Chris versus Kev Civil War never stops. This is the podcast you're looking for. It's not just any day. It's Mr. Throwback Thursday. Hey, this is Jamie. And this is Bill, and we are the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast. Do you remember when the wheels were steel and the beats were real? We do, and we talk about it every Thursday. You can check out Woo News, One and Done, Record of the Week, and a whole lot more. That's Mr. Throwback Thursday, keeping it classic on iTunes, Stitcher, and at HighVoltageRadio.com. And always remember, new school stale, old school fresh. Listen, Rugs just literally webbed a fly like Spider-Man. That fly, it's it's done, and with a little assist from some Spidey webs, Rugs. How did that happen? Well, there's a, the whole last time we were talking, there was a fly fl- buzzing around me, and I think uh, you could hear it on the microphone. Uh, uh, so, like, if you're listening to this and you hear, like, you, just fl- <laughs> you flew by the mic, and it caught my attention, and I looked up, and there was a fly in there. In the room. So uh, I hit it with like a, a wet towel and it went flying into a spider web. Perfect. And I'm like, Perfect. now I got you, you fucking son of a bitch. It's <laughs> very, killed it. very, very appropriate. Listener, if you're enjoying the show and you have been enjoying the show, I got to tell you, there's more show to be enjoyed. 
Uh, you just got to visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. It's our fan club membership page, which is just a sneaky way of asking for donations to yeah, the podcast. For your money. <laughs> for, to cover the podcast, help us keep going, cover some maintenance costs, but you get awesome bonus audio, post shows, whole episodes. All three of our initial reactions went up there as soon as we walked out of the theater. And I, I love that. I love recording mine and then hearing, listening to your guys' things all separately without talking to each other. Yeah. Uh, very, very cool stuff. Jockunder.com slash Patreon. Check it out. Okay, gang, let's uh, let's nitpick the shit about this. Let's do it. You know, it's like we said, it's a it's a good movie. It's yeah. a, it, I, I really want to preface that this is still a good film. It's no, a, it's a good movie. Yeah. As I said in the beginning, it's a good movie, but if you're a Spider-Man fan, you might have some problems that you're going to have to get over. Yes. Now, and I have a whole list of shit. Okay, Rugs, why don't you kick it off then? <laughs> <laughs> we'll go. Let me give you this. Here's the rundown. Well, okay. So if you know anything about Spider-Man, you know it sucks to be Peter Parker. You know that being Peter Parker is usually being a dick to everybody for- People that you like, always hurting not the ones being you able love. to keep a friendship, yeah. always having to lie to the people that you love, yep. and always having to even be um, act like you're weak when you're not. Yes. Okay. So this is not that Peter Parker, no. unfortunately. Like Flash Thompson is a bully that bullies Peter Parker even after he has spider strength because he like kind of has to turn the other cheek and take the beating, even though he knows he can crush him. Yep. And so there's that. That, that test that dynamic yeah um it never really sucks to be peter parker i mean he's like what a sophomore and he, a senior girl that likes him <laughs> like for no apparent reason like he didn't do anything to impress her at all he just was alive he's smart and, and cute yeah well that's I, I mean i you know i don't know that doesn't really happen in real life but <laughs> he, so he's kind of like he is ferris bueller like basically yeah, yeah. in this movie yeah um like uh he has tech he he has uh, uh before we get to the tech he has a friend Peter Parker never <laughs> has a friend Peter Parker is lonely Peter Parker does not he he's with it like an elderly woman that's his aunt and he's he's socially fucked up because his his family his parents are dead and he's like weird and he stands out in his class as being the nerd which was like a back in the day used to be a bad thing to be a nerd because of the jocks but now it did, they took him out Hell of that. Hell yeah, it used to be bad. <laughs> well, it still is, actually. It still is if you go to a school that has sports right. but or, or is based on sports. Um, Look, but, but that being they, said, he had Harry Osborn. There was MJ, Gwen Stacy. Yeah, but Harry Osborn initially used him to help him with his homework. That's true. He was the his, so, his rich friend. And then eventually yeah. they became friends. So he never had like a real friend. Yeah. And everybody that tried to be his friend, he dicked over because he would always like disappoint. He'd always have to bail. And he's always stressed about uh, them getting hurt. Wait, let's pause there for a second because I really want to talk about this Peter Parker's motivation. I completely agree with this. This is it's it's so different. You know, he you don't see him stressing out about, you know, keeping his identity, about worrying about who who he's going to hurt. He just wants to be in the Avengers. He's kind of a little selfish, little prick teen Peter Parker. All he wants to be is, is, is in the Avengers. And I was like, why? Why does he want to fight? Why does he want to do good? You don't really get a sense of that. No, you don't. It absolutely not. Yeah, he he reveals his secret identity. Well, he doesn't reveal, but his friend finds out that he's Spider-Man. And now he has this dynamic that he's never had in the comic books until very late in his 20s, where he had somebody that knew he was Spider-Man he could confide in. So he never gets that 
that whole thing where he, he's right off the bat. He has a friend he can confide in that knows he's Spider-Man. And then not on top of that, Tony Stark's helping him. He gives him the suit and, the, and he doesn't even come up with all the tech. He came up with the spider shooters and like the little goggles that he has. That's about it. But that's about it. Like even the, the different kinds of spider webs is figured out by Tony Stark. Yeah. I mean, like that, like that should be Peter Parker's discovery. All of those things should be Peter Parker, not coming from Tony Stark. Um, the fact that all of the comedy, about 90% of the comedy leans on the, the woman in the suit, Karen. Yeah. Played by Jennifer if Connelly. That was yes. If that element was taken suit out. Suit lady. Yeah. Yeah. Suit lady was taken out. He would be Spider-Man, like in, at least in the amazing Spider-Man movies, Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man had persona on his own without no, nothing to, nothing to riff off of him himself. He had a persona. I mean, um, it's very Iron Man. They turned and, him into a little bit of Iron Man. Yeah, so basically, Andrew Garfield set the tone for what he was going to do. So they have this other thing for him to play off of. They have Andrew Garfield to look at and what he did in the spider suit, different than because Tobey Maguire was a horrible Spider Man. <laughs> like the lines that they gave him as Spider Man were terrible. Like, yeah. Dobby, it's yeah. you this time, whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was, he was, didn't have good jokes. Um, he barely talked when he was Spider Man, too. Yes. Yeah. So all of this is kind of like, to me, if you love Spider-Man, if you think Spider-Man's the greatest thing, and I hate spec, I hate that new Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon with a passion. Yeah, I hate all Dan Slott things that he written, which is which is leaning into that direction. Um, I hate all of that stuff because it's not Spider-Man. It's just not. Um, so at at a certain point, there's going to be a tipping point where uh, there's going to be more stuff that's that direction than it than it was the old way. But right now, I'm in the majority. So I could still say that I could, I still got 45 years of fucking canon to back me up. So I could still say that shit. Well, it was only yeah. like 10 years of Dan Slott. Yeah. I mean, I do. So, I agree with, I thought there was too much tech. I found myself thinking, geez, let the kid figure some of the shit out by himself. Like he really doesn't have to do and, anything. Everything is just fed to him. And then the thing with Aunt May, he says one throwaway line. Yes. I don't want Aunt May has been through enough, but you never even see one thing alluded to through Aunt May. Never no. her looking at a picture of Ben, never her yes. just like having an emotional moment or just worrying about Peter. No, nothing. no sense oh, of the fucking flies. Not dead. Oh, no, the fly escaped the web. No, but the other important thing he says to Aunt May, which is a huge change is he's like, I can't let Aunt May find out because she won't let me do this. It's not about protecting her. He's worried that she's going to make him stop being Spider-Man like a little selfish teenager, which works yeah. in, works into the teenager angle. Let me let me jump in here. So for me, I didn't I wasn't all that upset with the lack of old school like Spider-Man continuity, but I did not like the Iron Man tech being in the suit for stuff. I thought that was too much. It's too much. And, and this, and it doesn't practically, it doesn't make sense where the fuck is all that tech in a, in a skin tight suit. <laughs> Where's that parachute coming right, from? Right. right. But, but that, that, that's a little thing <laughs> for me. The big, the big part where this movie is, it makes it just okay. Is I always will go back to the Raimi films. And for those films, he was fighting because he fucked up yeah. because Uncle Ben died, and yes. he let yes. and he let the, his 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 uncle's killer get past him. Yeah, he should have never done that. Now they should. I don't think they needed to have an Uncle Ben scene in this. I'm not asking for that, but they needed to allude to it somehow. Yeah, and give Peter that extra motivation. He needed to have weight to what he was doing throughout the film. Yeah, and like you're saying, and like Rugboy saying, 
he's a very selfish guy for about three quarters of this film. He's yeah. literally fighting just to join the Avengers. Just to impress that, That's Tony. all his motivation is. Yeah. So for me, that's very weightless. So for, for three quarters of the film, you're watching this kid be selfish. Yeah. And just uses... Now, he's not using his powers entirely selfishly. There is hints of his good character. Like, he's not going out there using it to get girls. He's right. not going out there to get Ned. Right. Give Ned some dap or whatever. Yeah. But still, Amazing Spider-Man 2 had those moments where it was... Aunt May giving him these speeches and he's yeah. like fighting with himself. And he, and, and for this, he's just a kid that is at when, the moment, very, very selfish. When Aunt May gives that speech to Peter Parker, when she's packing up her shit. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I almost cry every yeah. time I hear that. Yeah. Speech because that's Spider-Man. That's the essence right there. The essence of this character. Why he's Uncle doing Ben doesn't doing. have to be there, no, but you need you don't have to yeah. replay that whole thing no. to get that. And, Marissa Tomei is still hot for a 50 year old lady, yeah. but that shouldn't be the reason that she's Aunt May. Well, there, there needed to be, in my opinion, a scene where he, where Aunt May is talking about it with him or some, yes. something that he is, he's, he, he alludes to fighting for the little guy, but you don't know why he's fighting for the little guy. Yeah. And the, the scene that kind of like doesn't ruin it for me, but it just like, this is kind of jarring. Like this is not Spider-Man for me is he's underneath the rubble and yeah. he's pushing it up or whatever. Yeah. And instead of thinking back to Uncle Ben, yeah. he thinks back to what Tony said to him. Now, Tony, wow. Tony, that's... now that's a great character moment for Tony because Tony is learning from his mistakes and being like, I want you to be better than the suit. He is that's, the father that's, that, figure that's, in, in that's this That's Tony's universe. growth moment. That's yes. Tony. Actually, Tony becomes a better character because of that moment. Yeah. But Spider-Man isn't a better character because of that moment. He's thinking about Tony when every Spider-Man fan in the world he should be thinking about Uncle Ben. So that's so interesting. You mentioned that scene because I, I, what I liked about that scene, it's a direct homage to like Spider-Man one thirty three or 33, 33, 33, 33 where yeah. he's, it's the rubble lift. It's a, and it's a, it's a great moment. And in the book, that's what he does. He thinks about Aunt May. He thinks about Gwen Stacy. He thinks about the people who are going to, he leaves behind and, and Uncle Ben. And that's his motivation. I didn't, it didn't occur to me what you just said. He However, th- he, in he this, thinks back how is Spider-Man, Spider-Man with Uncle Ben? Yeah. Right. Th- that's the mo- that's that's the crux of his character. Even if he was like, had his inner monologue, he was always, you know what they should have done? His inner monologue. He should have been talking to Ben like the whole time. Like Ben, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what you would have had me done. And just allude to like his uncle Ben and kind of he's talking to him. Well, it should have been one of those things where it's like maybe he's fighting to be an Avenger, like he has these selfish thoughts, but then he keeps thinking of Ben, and Ben's like, "What are you doing? Yeah. Like, what? Do you, this is not what you're. You're your great power, great responsibility. Yeah, Some sort of variation. There's no on that allusion line, to that. That nothing. kind of bothered me. That it, bothered. That actually bothered me a lot because Amazing Spider-Man, or it was my, not Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man One, Spider-Man Two. That's the whole crux of his fucking. So character. it really makes me question, like, how, how much are they going to change this origin? Is there? I, I think, like Rug Boy said, I think they're going to start getting into it in the next Spider-Man film. Yeah, yeah. I think they were just so afraid of doing the because re- Amazing Spider-Man one. I right away was like they rehashed the same fucking story. Yeah, this is yeah. this isn't this isn't good. Basically, what Spider this movie is is like when company comes over. Okay. Right? Okay. You make everything look perfect, not like how it is in real life. Like when you live in your house every day, you well, make right? it look. You put the pillows a certain way that they never they never are. You set the table a way that they never it never is. You make it look like nobody lives here. Yes. And yeah. just because you want the people to come in and have a good time and not look at you and, and know anything about how <laughs> fucked up your life is, right? 
And this movie is that. They they basically make it so you fall in love with Spider-Man, yeah. but not who actually Spider-Man really is. He's not that dirty laundry. He's not the spilled stuff on the floor. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's not like where the dog pissed in the corner. Like he's not any of those ugly they things. They took that all he those things up. out. Yes. Any of those bad memories, like all the pictures of like, you, you know, the uh, whatever, the uncle that's dead, that's depressing or whatever. They took that up, put, fold them and put them away in the drawer. If they wanted a likable... Peter Parker, then they made I, it. They, I don't they think, got that. I don't think it's him being. He can. You can still be likable and still have the tragedy. Yeah. You just. You could. They, you, didn't, you, you, they didn't show any of it. Right. Oh. I think you could actually make him more likable because he has that weight that he's fighting for. That, that yeah. They took the gravity out of it, and it does make. Yeah. Him there's more no. Likeable. There's no gravitas to him no. for three quarters. It's of the very film. light. I mean, the whole thing is just a light. It's a comedy. It's a teen right. comedy. Light teen comedy with a little bit of action. Okay, let's talk about the airplane scene for a second. Uh, I found it a little bit underwhelming as the last uh, battle scene, and uh, parts of yes. it were hard to follow. The way it yes. was cut, it was really dark. I didn't know what was going on. Let me go with this: the action in general isn't that great. There, there is, there's not. It's above average. I don't know if it's you above, average. It's above no, average. No, no, I don't think so. There, there's, there. there's no, there's no scene. There's no train fight scene. There's no scene where he's fighting Green Goblin on the towers. There's nothing. There's he doesn't fight anything in this thing. He yeah. just webs things right. from there's, far away. Yeah. There's no. So if you're going into this movie expecting big action, yeah. this isn't. It's, that's not why this movie's good. This movie's good because of the characters and because of the setting. But and there's still, the lines. you know, there's still great shots of Spider-Man swinging through the city. Is there? What, what's, what's, what scenes are there of him swinging I mean, through just, the city? Like all of it, just all of it. There's nothing of him swinging <laughs> through the city. It's purposely left out that he's swinging through the city. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. He's, yeah, he's run, it's went, Spider-Man he in the never burbs. Went down Midtown Manhattan. He's, he's riding trains yeah, and cars. A, I see. I kind of love that shot. No, that's where he's fine. On the train. It's fine, but there's nothing visually arresting. There is about no like yeah, there's no like huge. The ferry scene was it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. The big Biggest scene is the scene where he's holding the, the ferry to guide to the ferry. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And that was spoiled for us in trailer. Yeah, and that that's their homage to like Spider Man too yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's, I mean, it's fine, but there's no the the climactic battle. There's he's barely fighting Vulture. Yeah, he's yeah. not doing. He's really just like Rugboy said, webbing and jumping. Like I couldn't. Him. I was trying to remember. They made it. They made a decree that Spider Man was not going to punch yeah. anybody. That's weird because Vulture was punching him. Yeah, that was weird. Well, and matter. oh, if you notice, like in the bank robbing scene, he makes Thor punch, punch the him. Hulk. Like he doesn't punch him out; he makes other people punch yeah, other yeah. people out. That's interesting. It just yeah. takes away a visceral part of the character. It's fine. Like, like, look as as I said, this is a movie for people who don't really love Spider Man the way that I do. But it's a good movie. It's still entertaining. So there's there's no um, another. Part I didn't really like is there's no part in this movie that five, 10, 15 years from now you're going to remember as, as an iconic uh, moment. I kind of agree. So, like, for instance, again, I'm going back to the train scene. Yeah. Spider Man 2. Yeah. Like, they really went for it yeah. in that scene. And yeah. everyone's going to remember it. Like, yeah. oh, he's just a kid. Look yeah. at him. Yeah. Whatever. Like, and then the whole, you know, that whole battle or the speech that Man May gives him. Or the Uncle Ben scene in Spider-Man 1. I know Amazing Spider-Man 2 tried to go for the crane scene. It didn't fucking work. But whatever. They went for things. This movie, 10, 15 years from now, what scene is going to stick out to you where you're like, man, that it was just an amazing. Kind of that happens. amazingly ca- that captured Spider-Man right there, that scene. It's a lot of little moments. There's little, like not, little yeah, bits, but there's no scene. Bits, but there's no, uh, yeah, no. There's I no, there's, no, there's nothing that. that where this movie is like, it went for okay. It just went for okay. It didn't really have like it's yeah. It's denouement. It's climax moment. It's one iconic right. build. No it wasn't nothing. there. No. Huh. What do you say, Rugs? I'm just saying that like it. 
it was a very safe movie. Right. Yeah. That's exactly so when what you're I being safe. Memorable goes out the window. I mean, all the changes they made also led to this. For example, the secret identity. We know the MCU, Kevin Feige, doesn't really like secret identities. So there's some part I can see how, like, it's not realistic. But in Spider-Man's case, it's very important. And they've changed that a lot. Uh, given A little listen, bit. I want to go with a lot. The fact that Aunt May now already knows at the very end yeah, that he's Spider-Man true. already, this changes everything yeah. moving forward. This is like it's veering off now. This is definitely veering off into well, well, they're, they're, what they're going with is that Aunt May is a lot smarter. She should be smarter than not knowing his identity. Which I right? kind of appreciate that because how would she not fucking figure this out when he's living there? But there, that, that's also the when you overthink things, you're like this kid could never invent all this stuff. So now let's give him an Iron Man suit. Yeah, yeah. But her knowing now and all the people that know. Is uh that that's that's gonna be interesting to see how that plays already? Like Stark was gonna unmask him at a, a press conference, a la Civil War in the comic books. He was that was a wink though. He, it was a yeah. wink, but again, you see how they're like they weren't even gonna keep this his identity a secret right. at all, and they have no intention to. But I think that really changes things. Yeah, but what's the like? That's the thing. Like the the thing is that they're being very safe because even the decision that he does to not take Tony's suit and go into that press conference is completely negated by he goes home and Tony suits there. And they give him the suit back. But we don't yeah, know so if it's I'm been... I'm repeating myself. I know that I'm repeating <laughs> myself. No, no, but no, I just want to make drinking sure whiskey. That, that that's, a, that's a huge thing that they tried to make into a moment that's yeah. not really a moment because no. they just made it moot. Yeah, the biggest thing for me is the weight. This, the, the character isn't as... Uh, he's, there, this movie has really nothing to say. Yeah. Like, as in... So, the, again, the light. Spider-Man Raimi yeah. films, they, were, they had dealt with... You know, growing up with um, doing what's right, what you know, great responsibility, great power. You know, giving up your dreams to do what's right. All those things; those were themes that these this those movies touched upon. I didn't feel like this movie touched upon yeah. any sort of theme. No, it had like it, mentor, father figure, mentorship stuff. It but, was more like Ferris Bueller than it was Spider Man. It really was. Yeah, Ferris Bueller is a guy who always wins no matter what. He always gets the girl no matter what. He gets the girl for no apparent reason. He gets the girl because he's he never shows up to anything. He's always late. He's a dick. Yeah. But so for some reason, the girl likes him. Yeah. And will go to fucking homecoming with him. Yeah, that didn't and, really make a lot of sense. Like no. I was like, why? Yeah, because why do you like him? You know, they were they. I read that they had scenes of Peter and Liz kissing, and they, and they cut them out. That no, they were in out, the trailer. Smart. Oh, it was in the trailer. They wouldn't have made sense. There was a lot of stuff in the trailer that was not in the movie. Here, here's another thing that Rugboy brought up that I think if you just tweaked it a little, yeah, it would have made. Peter Parker's luck, his bad luck, actually more come to fruition in these films. So when he leaves the decathlon, yeah, and that he's out and whatever, the team should have lost because of him. Yeah, but they won, yes. so that immediately is like negates fucking Peter Parker. It's like yeah, sh- they. Peter Parker, if in the comics, if he ditches his decathlon team, the team they loses. lose because yeah. of him, what, and they all fucking the hate him. What's the worst thing that happens to Peter Parker in this movie? There's nothing really. There's no hardship. Like even the shit with the, him in school. Like he lets lad be, let back into the, the academic decathlon, yeah, yeah. even though he fucking right. was a dick. Right. He, nothing happens to him bad. The only thing that happens to him is he loses Liz. But the reason that doesn't hit as hard as it should is because we have no reason. We have no idea why Liz even likes him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 
she's basically Kirsten Dunst. She just likes him because he's fucking Spider Man, I guess. I mean, or he's, yeah. he's the main lead, so he has to. She I mean, has to it's like his him. His fault. He's losing Liz. Like if so if they would have just yeah. tweaked it, where the, I, I they thought lost, that was weird too. Like, where if they why lost, are they still win. They like, should lose. Yeah, they lose. But they she's lose older of him. than him too. Yeah, that's she's weird. Older. That doesn't make sense in the real world. Like. Senior girls senior. that are She'd hot like 17, are not going 18, to be into with a little kid that's like old. a foot shorter than you. <laughs> right. That was weird. Like, how big is his penis going to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's the other thing is like now that you put him in a school of smart kids, you kind of take out the, a lot of the dynamics of of what Peter, uh, yes. what we know right. about Peter. It's the the modern updating. This, it's just different, man. It's, it's, it's just everything that they did, though, was to make it more likable. Yeah. They didn't do it because, like, I, they're so afraid to, like, trigger people or to make people think about bad things. Because, like, you know, we <laughs> don't want to get bring a, people down. Did you find it formulaic, though, in the Marvel way? No. What's the formula? The Marvel it's safe, but not formulaic. No, the Marvel formula is these thirty-five-year-old man-childs that have a very diverse cast yeah. and have a woman that's actually better than them that they end up liking by the end of the movie. This isn't that film. No, the, the formulaic. I mean, every movie's formulaic. The, yeah. the, what 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 drives this movie from being just o- better than okay is that it, they just literally Marvel. I felt like they took this film and they were like, "Well, we we need to make it a better Spider-Man than Amazing Spider-Man." But we also need we have we're on this streak where we're making good film after good film after good film. So if we take on this film that we're doing for Sony and it sucks, then what the fuck? We we look like terrible. We look like terrible people. We we guaranteed Sony we'd make them a good film. Yeah. So what they did so they is kept they, it safe. they kept it very safe. It was just the, mm. the decree was. I feel like that there was a manifesto handed it out at Marvel it's, and it said, "Listen, we're going to make you love Spider Man. Yeah, he's the cutest thing yeah. ever. Yeah." And that's what they did. Yeah. And even got, even a man who was older than 30 <laughs> sat in the theater and thought he was the cutest thing yeah, ever. Yeah, he's it adorable. Worked. He's like a little Funko Spider-Man. Yes. A little pop Spider-Man. I, I think we're all, what we're all getting at is that it, it worked. The film worked for what it is, but you expect more out of Spider-Man. Yeah, it, la- yes. it lacked the depth. But it lacked depth. at the same time, I can appreciate the writers coming into this kind of wanting to do things differently. Yeah. Saying, we've seen Flash be a white bully over and over again. I think, we've seen his origin over and over again. But I think you can do all those things and still have depth. He can be a black bully. This is a bit of a black bully. But I think you're right, Anthony. They were, uh, is it, yeah, it's like they were very trepidatious about adding uh, that depth to, in fear of losing that Ferris Bueller vibe. Right. Now, let me, now, let's talk about MJ real quick. Yes, let's get there. Okay, so at, they have this throwaway line where Zendaya tells people that she already knows for like three or four months that, what to call her. Call me MJ. Like, we already know. You're, it's homecoming. We're like three months into school. Like, now you want to tell us what you want to be called? Well, it was, <laughs> no, it was that so was she didn't show, have any friends. Yeah, it was uh, to show that now she considers these people her they're friends. They're her friends, and she's not, she's kind of she's warming not, up to Okay, them. so the MJ thing, she's not really MJ. She's not Mary Jane no, she's Watson. Not, it's just a she's wink. She's Michelle Jones. Yeah. It's a total wink. In fact, she is more closely resembles Gwen Stacy from the Ultimate Comic Books, who was kind of a loner, a punk rock, well, like rebel kind of I girl. just think that that line was a throwaway. It was, it, that, it was that, another it was wink. out of place. It, I'll say this. I've having seen the movie twice. That line twice in the theater didn't hit at all. No, no one reacted. No. To it. And I, I, like, I would have. And I thought it would have been like, <gasps> like because no. when you see Dark Knight Rises, it's a similar thing to Dark Knight Rises, yes. where at the very end, where at the very end, uh, yeah. what's his face, uh, 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 Alfred, and no, 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 Bale no, 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 the, no, no, Robin. What's his fucking? Oh yeah, Joseph Gordon Levitt goes. The Robin he goes. Moment. Call me Robin. Yes, right. Where it it, it's that. a throwaway like wink, but he's yeah. not really fucking Robin. He's not Robin. It's just. But, but in the in the theater for that, everyone was like, oh shit, Robin. 
for this two times. Nah, I saw nobody, no one, no one nobody knows MJ. And to me, I was like, oh, really? That's what you're going to do? Not MJ. She's not, yeah. Like, it, besides the casting. Yeah. I'm talking about just in her character. That's not no, MJ no, at no. all and, either. But she's not even meant to be Mary but, Jane. No. But nobody is. Nobody, nobody is. is this no, character. No, no. no. Ned no. isn't Ned. Everybody Liz shifted. isn't Liz. Yeah. Flash really isn't Flash. No Be- one's really. I mean, Betty Brant is kind of like the newer version of Betty Brant. But yeah, everything is like shifted yeah. and moved so. and reinvented. So it's it's refreshing in that sense. Like I enjoyed the new take and and what they were trying to do, but you could add a little bit of gravitas, a little bit of depth, a little bit of What about the spider stakes. sense? Okay, that's the biggest thing. I can't believe I missed that. I was, the first thing I said was, where's the fucking spider sense? Now, Kevin Feige has come out and said things like, oh, it probably exists. We don't know. The writers have said they really didn't want, again, in an effort to do something different. They're like, we really didn't want to do the slow-mo cheesy thing. It's been done. We were, we're totally not going to deal with it. But I don't, I, I, you have to have the spider sense. It's one of the coolest things about being Spider-Man. Right, so the only thing that, uh, that's, so this is the only thing that Spider-Man has in common with actual Spider-Man is his name is Peter Parker. He wears a Spider-Man costume and he spins webs. And that's basically it. It really is. It's like everything else is different. They changed. I mean, he has an Aunt May, but she's a hot young Italian woman. If I'm, be, if I'm, if I'm being honest, <laughs> yeah, I never liked Spider-Sense anyways. No, I thought it was always, I always, because it only works when it needs to work and it only doesn't work when it doesn't need to work. <laughs> But it, I mean, it's you can't, you shouldn't be able to touch him in the, you know. And, but that's what you saw in the movies, uh, right? Like he would always yeah. would work, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it like, wouldn't hey, work. Why, why, why did, did it now? Did that you hit him that there? time? Because and the, here's the thing: in that moment when he was would come up to the door and he's going to prom, his fucking spider sense should have been going off right yeah. as the door opened. That would have been really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I like the spider sense. I think you could do it in a cool way. I don't know how you maybe do makes it. him physically the, ill. Yeah. Oh or makes yeah. Me, it makes him like feel weird. Like, like he doesn't know what it is. It doesn't tell him. It's like it on a radar. It, you have to sh- find a way to show it. Well, that's not the. And also, I don't know if it would. Have, I don't know if it would have worked because none of the villains were actually super powered. No. So, but they right. still got a, a couple of punches in. I got another, a different nitpick. Okay. I thought the CGI on this wasn't that great. Um, there's a part where he lands on the Staten Island ferry where it looks very CGI. That's bad. The part where he's running on the roofs. Is really bad in the suburbs. In the suburbs, if you watch it again, there's no weight to what he's doing. He's it's all very light and bouncy. And and I don't know. There's a lot of scenes where he's very CGI'd, even in just normal conversation. And I don't know why they did that. Mm, that's interesting. I think I think it's has to do with the suit not fitting or not being enough, not fitting well enough. But well, I think a lot of the suit, I have a nitpick yeah. too. Okay. That Aunt May is a young, hot Italian woman, and she has no idea how to cook anything. <laughs> yeah, why is she ordering out? It's, it's, she should be. Yeah, uh, she should be a great cook. She should be making manicotti, the bolognese, yeah. the gabagool over here. Go, manja, eat this, Peter. You're too skinny. Movie Bob pointed out an uh, Aunt May nitpick that I, I yeah. noticed is the, the running joke is that she's this hot young aunt, right? Yeah. And that's a joke for us because we know that in the prior comics, she's old. Yeah. But if you're actually in the movie, yeah, you don't know that Peter Parker's aunt should be seventy-five years old. Yeah, so why, so why they, is that a running gag in the movie? Why do they just? Keep why do they keep pointing out that she's over hot over and over again? Right. The waiter for no reason. Right. Like that's not a real. Like why would they keep pointing that out that she's just this? Out hot of context, girl? it makes no sense. Out of context, but right. again, it's it's a very weird self-aware thing that this movie it's kind plays of an in. ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, cartoon almost like he almost wants to break the fourth wall. Almost, you know, like and parts of it got a little cartoony for me. Yeah, uh, it dipped in and out of that. Uh, let's talk about some Easter eggs because there were 
fun, lots of fun Easter eggs, starting with the theme song. Damage control is a thing in the comic books. I enjoyed the the remixed theme song. The uh, the 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 whole full symphony when during the Marvel Studios opening credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, my, I thought the score was pretty good. Uh, they, Tony has the same wounds; like he still has a black eye in that limo scene. No, he doesn't. War. He doesn't. Okay, that, let me get back to a nit- one more nitpick. Okay, a couple more nitpicks. Um, he doesn't have a black eye in that limo scene, even though that scene is directly after yeah the airport battle. He also doesn't have a broken arm, which he'd had in the airport battle oh. and when he was meeting General Thaddeus Ross. Also. The Avengers thing happens in the movie occurred in 2012. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. This is all off. I, yeah. The timeline is fucked. The timeline is now fucked because they said eight years later, which yes. would put that at 2020. Either this movie is happening way later correct. or Avengers happened way earlier. In 2009. Correct. One more thing that kind of was two more things, actually. The part where he's um, videoing himself before he fights Giant Man. Yeah. And he's like, oh shit, he got big. Yeah. Well, in, in Civil War, his first reaction is, holy shit. <laughs> so that, that immediately is like, wait, what did he? Well, he wasn't rec- he wasn't holding his phone at that moment. Okay. And then another uh, nitpick oh, is good. <laughs> another nitpick is in Civil War. He's in like this like room that's painted like green and he has like uh, that's his bedroom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He gets back. And in this film, he's in a completely different bedroom uh, with a bunk bed with a bunk bed. Yeah. Oh, because Ned and Ned is oh, that's when it's just little things because I I I just expect more from Marvel at this point. Wow, and they did they they kind of dropped the ball on these continuity issues along with the fact with Rugboy that now in Civil War he was amazing at fighting, but now in this he's it's like he doesn't even know what he's doing anymore. Right, Right. he went toe to toe with the Avengers, even though he just beat the fuck out of Giant out of Giant Man and figured (laughs) out how to do it. Uh, That is uh, those are just little. This is from seeing it twice. Those are good. Those are really good. You saw it twice. Uh, I liked so the principal. Kenneth Choi, also who plays Principal Morita, uh, is the grandson of a Howling Commando. The same actor played Jim Morita in yep. Captain America, and you saw a picture. There's a picture of him. Yeah. Uh, so he plays his own grandson. I, I, I like that. That was kind of fun. That's cool. We said Jennifer Connelly was the voice of the AI, who was also in The Incredible Hulk, uh, and is also married to the Vision, Paul Bettany. Who was the Jarvis AI. And who was the Jarvis AI. So that's kind of a neat little uh Easter egg. I like that they gave us like I like the rubble lift. I like that they gave us that moment. I like they gave us the half Spider-Man reflection that's like always iconic. So, and yeah. it's also the allusion to if you're not you're not if you're no thing without the suit then you don't deserve the suit. Yeah, that's when so uh, he's part the suit, part him. Yeah, and that's yeah. always always uh that's always the case. I mean, I kind of like seeing a, a version of the Iron Spider suit at the end. That, I guessed that that was like oh shit, look at that suit. But at the MJ line nobody guessed, you're right. Uh mm-hmm. Pepper Potts, we got to see Pepper Potts. Yeah, uh, I was I was surprised to see Pepper. So that means that they're they're getting. I like I love seeing Pepper Potts come in there. I think because that means that something good's going on. Yeah, with Tony, he was able to reconcile. Yeah, yeah well, that, that, also, well, that is a Happy good point. Said I've been point. carrying this ring since 2008. I, they're not married, but they're together. Well, at the end of in Civil War, they were actually broken up. So right, now, right. That so is they, actually, they, I was happy too because yeah, I was I like, like oh shit, they're back together. Good. They reconciled. You saw it, uh, backgrounds of, uh, well, you saw Bruce Banner uh, in, in the, the creator, like a picture on the wall of the, the school. Uh, Howard Stark also was in the mural. Liz Allen, Cindy Moon. Apparently, there's a girl named Cindy who's, who's Silk. Uh, oh. This is the retcon thing where the spider that bit Peter right. didn't die, went and bit another girl, and she gets powers. Uh, Midtown High since 1962 when Spider-Man debuts. I, they that. also, you know, it was fun. It said Web Fluid 3.0. Like this is the third time yeah. they've, they've made this. Uh, I kind of like that. Martin Starr's character, 
who is the, the decathlon coach, has also been in the Hulk movie. Incredible Hulk, yep. And he's not credited in the movie, but apparently in the novelization, he is playing Amadeus Cho. No, which doesn't make any no, sense. No, that's not true. But I like Martin Starr went from like being a nerd there to like a nerd teacher. That's kind of so the African kid Abraham Brown, Lovely Abraham Atta, who's great, playing a character named Abraham Brown, who in the comics is a black tiger, one of the sons of the tiger. Mm-hmm. Ah, and that's the same. Oh, the Stan Lee cameo was Early fun. On, is there. he a watcher? He, they're calling him Gary now. She's like, "Hi, Gary. How you doing?" He's like, "How's your mother?" I'll point out the the scene where he webs the guy that's breaking into his own car. I thought that was funny. Oh, that was funny, like, dude. It's his car. Well, you know what? The beginning of the movie, like all that montage, him like f- playing with his powers. Hey, Spider Man, do a flip. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, and he's like, yeah. I loved all that. It's so like John Hughes. He swings by the the. The, the subway and he's like everybody good here and he yeah. keeps going like he's looking for shit to do and I love where he's like uh, help that old woman she bought me a churro yeah, <laughs> yeah that's sort of funny one that was fun <laughs> the Avengers hold up also from Ultimate Comics Ultimate Spider-Man issue 42 very similar scene where a bank robber is wearing Avengers masks oh the magic belt comment where Happy's like we're, we're, we're moving Thor's belt where he's like we're moving this thing called um, uh, it's Thor's belt. belt right but it's a it's a belt called uh what is it? Meganjuro. Meganjord? Meganjord? Meganjord. It's a magic belt that like makes him stronger. So I don't know if we'll see that in nah. the future. Nah, I'd like to see that. I want to see his uh I appreciated the two shockers and how they kind of like the first one had kind of had the yellow padding. They both did. That's oh, they both did. If none of them put the mask on. No, they don't need to put the fucking padded quilts mask on. Bokeem Woodbutt, though, I thought he was cool as the shocker. He was fine, yeah. The first guy. I always think of that he's J- Dave Chappelle. He does. Yeah, he did look. Oh, my God. That's oh, that's exactly <laughs> that Dave now. Dave Chappelle's big. <laughs> yeah. Like, now that he's big and he's like got some muscle on Rex, him, he, he looks like that guy. That's spot. That's I, I was looking at him. I'm like, who does he fucking look like? And now that now they I know, should have Dave him Chappelle. and Dave Chappelle be like like brothers in some. Dave Ch- it doesn't look like a Jack Dave Chappelle. The first guy who dies, who's shocker, his name is uh, Jackson Bryce, but he was originally a character Jackson Montana Bryce, member of the Enforcers, which is in like the very first issue of Amazing Spider-Man, and then he dies. But then Herman Schultz is actually the guy who's the shocker, so that was pretty cool. We saw the Tinkler. We see the Tinkler. The Tinkler. Tink- the Tinkler. The Tinkler. The Tinkler. He's, he's making devices so you can pee out in the open without getting in trouble. He's making things. <laughs> what is the Tinkler's powers? Oh, man. <laughs> talked about Prowler and my. Miles we talked Morales. about the Prowler, the nod to Miles Morales. Ba- oh, you see the word Bagley written in graffiti in the back in one scene, alluding to Mark Bagley, who drew Ultimate Spider-Man oh, for man. like a long time. The rest of these we pretty much covered. I'll put a link in the show notes. The Screen Rants got apparently the uh, Peter Parker's wearing the same shirt Pepper Potts wore in an Iron Man movie. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. What do you hear? What here's a question yeah. for Spider-Man fans. What do you guys think of the the Scorpion being set up as the next villain? I think that's fine. I think I think he's he lo- I would love to see the Scorpion. The sc- they haven't used him yet. And I like Michael Mando. I think he's a great pick to play the Scorpion. Yes. And is now the Scorpion a homicidal killer like this guy was portrayed as? He's a he a Scorpion is a it's a street he's a street level thug. Right. He uh and the he likes to rob things. Didn't and- uh J. Jonah Jameson uh contribute to making the Scorpion? Jameson? Oh, oh that yeah, there is some connection. Because he yes. The Scorpion was always trying to get back at Jonah and Spider-Man 
uh, you know, not wanting to, had always had to save fucking Jameson from the Scorpion, and then Jonah would still shit at him, even though he saved I his life. I think something about, like, J. Jonah Jameson, like, wanted the Scorpion to get Spider-Man. And then, like, he turned on him or something. There is some yes. kind of connection, so maybe they could go there. Uh, I love the, Google it. I love the last cr- uh, credit scene. Did you guys scene. stick around to the end? Yes. <laughs> I love people who are like, you have to stick around for this last credit scene. Uh, at perfect ending. It's, again, it is the, how, remember how they end uh, Ferris Bueller? Where he's like, you guys are still here. Right. Go home already. This is that version, and I love, I love that they it's did Cap that. Going like, they basically trolling you. They're trolling right. you. They're a troll. They're like sometimes we wait around for things that never happen. Patience. <laughs> Patience is a virtue. They would have done that, but <laughs> Deadpool did it already. Right. Yeah, they would have uh, done the Bueller yeah. ending. Oh, that's a good Deadpool point. Deadpool already's done. Deadpool that. already did the homage. This is. A, this I, is. I did enjoy that. It's Cap this is a going, great way teaching you about yeah. patience. All his videos were kind of funny too, because just think of all the videos he made. It's like detention. I want to see You've like done the, wrong. Kid. I want to see the sex ed video they oh have with Captain god. America. That'd be great. Oh my god, <laughs> the penis. <laughs> the penis is a powerful patriotic weapon. You yeah. have to use it properly. Could it be argued that uh, this version of Steve Rogers is still a virgin and wouldn't know anything about having sex, anyways? Uh, th- Did he ever get laid? Uh, that's what I'm saying. We don't know that, do we? Because no. he was a scrawny motherfucker in Captain America. Yeah. And this was like and shot then. And then he got frozen. Yeah. And then he's been just fighting crime ever since. Goes, been- At least maybe Tony sent him a hooker <laughs> or something. I like that line where he's like, he's probably a war criminal by now. I don't know. Hannibal <laughs> 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 Burns says that great line. <laughs> uh, yeah, love, man. Tons of, tons of great nods to all the movies and the comics. So... Yeah, good stuff. So, so let's, let's do an overall. Le- uh, yeah, let's do a rank. Let's yep. start with what do you want to start with the MCU or with Spider-Man movies? It's hard to think of where. Right. <laughs> let's Here, do I, the let, easy one. It's less movies. In, let's do the Spider-Man. In movies. the Spider-Man movies, and I'll do the Spider-Man. I'll do all three. I'll do the Spider-Man movies, three. MCU, and then I'll give it a, a number rating out of ten. Okay. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> so in the Spider-Man movies, for me, it's number three. Behind the two Raimi films, Amazing Spider-Man one, two being the first one, and then one, and then the yep, three. yep, yep, and then you can go the rest there. don't even count. The rest you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't care. Yeah, uh, MCU. I won't give it a number. I'll say it's definitely for me in the bottom half of the MCU. Wow. Yeah, out of sixteen, it's it's eight, eight ranked eight between eight and sixteen. I won't. I don't know exactly where, but I'd put it bottom half. Eight, eight or less. I think there. Yeah, I think there's seven to eight better films than this in the MCU. <laughs> For sure. Hmm. And then as far as rating out of 10, the only reason I'm doing this is because someone already asked me this. So yeah. I'm gonna, well, you got to give them an official number. Yeah. I would go 6.75. <laughs> okay. Whoa. It's very specific. Yeah. Uh, decimal point. 6.75. Five. So five is average. This isn't yeah. like a Rotten Tomatoes where it's un- if it's under 60%, right. it's rotten. No, this is it's I, out of wow, 6. Wow. That's a low score. That's, I would yeah. think you do at least an eight. I was, I was, I, I'm like one of the few in my group that has like been hard on this. Everyone's like, man, this is wow. the best Spider-Man. I'm like, no, it's not. Dude. It's not the best Spider-Man. It actually makes Isn't me it mad. Good though to be that guy. Though, isn't it great to be the guy who's like, no, it's not that good. Actually, <laughs> like, nerds, it's not that. Yeah, you're like, yeah. It automatically oh, puts you a step above in the being. Like a, Anthony has come like over a, to the dark side. Fucking like arrogant motherfucker. I, I know, I know. Like. I, like my friends immediately after this film, we have a group chat, and they're all like, "It's great, it's great, it's great." And I'm like, "No, it's not." And then I'm like, "Well, I, I'm, I'm not even going to argue because I don't want to be that guy that's like shit." 
shitting on their parade. Oh, so, I love to do that. Yes. So I was like, I'll just step back. Let the hate flow through <laughs> you, young Padawan. If you really love it, you can love Come it. Come over to the unless Unless it's like Batman versus Superman where you're just loving utter garbage. Yeah. Like, you can love it. These I'll let hard. you love it. Okay, who wants to go next? Rugs? You- I'll, okay. I'll go next. Okay. Okay. I'm going to preface this with they did what they had to do to make Spider-Man a hit, make him likable, whatever. Unfortunately, he... They did that, but unfortunately, they did that with at the cost of who Spider-Man is, all the gravitas of his character, all of the weight of his character yeah. kind of being, like, glossed over. Yeah. Now, it's my fourth favorite Spider-Man movie. Okay. I like, I like, I like number two, number one, uh, then Amazing Spider-Man 1, and then this one is right there on number four. Okay. There are people um, that like Amazing Spider-Man ones. Yeah. I won't, I won't mm. criticize I do. Them. I do yeah. like it because I think it has the best action of any Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man is the coolest he's ever been in any Spider-Man movie. Even though the Peter Parker scenes are not that good and they did fuck up with his with his origin, they fuck up Spider-Man more in this movie than they do in Amazing Spider-Man. So I, I have to put it before it's it. All good points. Also, Amazing Spider-Man also has very good chemistry between Garfield and Emma Stone. That is also true. And there's a reason why they like each other. Okay. Um, <laughs> Okay, so there's that. And they have Uncle Ben. They do have Uncle so, Ben. All of those things are in there. It's my fourth favorite Spider-Man movie. In the MCU, I don't know where to place it. I would say somewhere where Anthony was, somewhere in the middle. And as a movie, what would I give it as a score? It, I'm conflicted because I did enjoy it. Maybe a little bit more than Anthony did. I'd give it a seven. Wow. All right. But basically, with the caveat that I know that this, it, it's it's a shitty Spider-Man movie, but it's a it's a fun movie to watch. Fair enough. I'll put it that way. Fair enough. Good stuff. I have to pee really bad, and then I will give you my rankings. Hold, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't concentrate. Dramatic pause. I can't focus right now. Right. nerd. Okay. My turn. Man, what you guys said, I've been flip-flopping, mulling this over. It's really hard. Out of the six Spider-Man movies. Rugs made some really solid arguments for Amazing Spider-Man, but I still think I'm going to go number three. Okay. I'm going, I'm going Sam Raimi 2, Sam Raimi 1, um, Homecoming, and then Amazing Spider-Man 1, Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's real hard. Uh, in the MCU, I'm, 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 I'm a little more generous. I say it's upper middle. Upper middle. So like in the five? Eight, uh, yeah. Eight to, Higher eight than to five eight, range. eight to five range. Right. If I had to sit down because I just did enjoy it. And just because hey, you're a Spider-Man. Guy, look, yeah. we, the fact that we have a new Spider-Man, a six Spider-Man movie and a, a great future. I'm going to get this movie eight out of 10. I'm All going right. for an eight. That's because that's I did. Score too. I did enjoy it. I really want to see it again. I, like Anthony, you, when you told me you saw it again, I really was going to go. I, I almost saw it again today. I was like, I really want to watch it again. I watched it again to see if like it, it would confirm my thoughts. And it did. It did. Yeah. It, it didn't change. It, it reminded me of Ant-Man. Okay. It was like that kind of level of film where I was like, it's good. It's just good. It's good. It does its job. It's good. It, it, like it, Ant-Man stands out because of the, the CGI graphics of him shrinking, yeah. and like interacting with ants. Yeah. And this movie stands out because it's in high school and they really embrace the, the John Hughes setting. I Look, I, and I'll say this. It's not my Spider-Man, but it is the perfect Spider-Man in this MCU, in this lead up after 15 minutes. I think it also can still be, they can still get it back or they can still make yeah. it your yeah. Spider-Man. Yes. By Sp- yes. Like Spider-Man 2, they yes. could... Yes. Put in the Uncle Ben stuff and all that stuff, and he can evolve into that. They, they have a lot of room to they, grow. He can still into grow. That. Yeah. They, they what they have to do is steer it back into canon. 
They do. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I understand that they did it because they wanted to make everybody love Spider-Man. But now that people are already on board, people are going to come yeah. in and yeah. watch oh, the next Everyone movie. loves Spider-Man. And now, so now, now you, let's, yeah. And now you can grow him. Like, you can add the gravitas. So if that's the plan, unless we said Feige, you know, regarding the budget, he likes to spend less on the first two, blow it out on the third. There's always an arc. You look at the Winter Soldier, how much growth those, uh, the Captain America trilogy, how much growth those characters went. This is just the first chapter, you know? This is, and his character is a story arc starting from Civil War into this movie, into Infinity Wars, the second Infinity Wars, and Spider-Man 2. There's, they're, they're spreading the growth out. But remember, Iron Man 3 exists. Well, that's, yeah. That's, <laughs> but what does that mean? Always all, remember. Yeah. It, sometimes it all gets wacky, and you just tell the terrorists where you live because you want. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I enjoyed it. All right. Three. Good stuff. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, we got a little feedback from our listeners from the last couple of episodes. All right. Uh, that the episode we were talking about, uh, Detective films? Yeah, Matt. Dicks. Matt, Matt, we were talking about dicks, private dicks. Uh, Matt Reeves wanted to do a Detective Batman, and Ruggs is like, what's a detective movie? David Malofsky, of course, uh, comes at our Facebook group with a lot of really good suggestions for detective movies. He says, some, I'm, I'm waiting on his Comic Con playlist. That's what I'm. He posted that. It's on Twitter. Yeah, you can. Oh, uh, I don't look at Twitter. You can follow it on the Spotify. But he said, some of my favorite detective films that all millennials should watch. Cough, Tony, this is for you, cough. In no particular order, Clute. Uh, get Carter, the Michael Caine version. Sleuth, and he says the Michael Caine and Lawrence Olivier version from 1972. Read nothing about the film. Don't Google it or IMDb it. It's easy to spoil and not worth watching if you do. Just watch it and thank me later. Uh, a movie called Brick. Uh, I've seen that. Okay. A movie called Double Indemnity. Kiss Kiss. I think I've seen it. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, if you like the new guys. Also great. Yeah. Chinatown. We said Chinatown. Which is fine, which is a good movie. Uh, and then he says Blade Runner. Which is a good movie. I heard as well. Brick and, and Sleuth are really good. I kinda wanna see those. Uh and then if, Dave, if these aren't Marvel films, I'm not watching. They're good movies. <laughs> David Zika throws in the Big Sleep, the Maltese Falcon. And then we got I got an email today from listener Wes Cranford who just wrote Blade Runner. I'm screaming it at you, but you can't hear me from down under. No, Blade Runner is a great detective. Rick, I have to watch it. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched Blade Runner in a long time. Rick Deckhard is a talented detective, is the note from Olofsky. Uh So then uh, Matt Delhauer uh, tweeted us when we were talking about the Foreigner, Jackie Chan's movie, yeah. and Martin Campbell. We were afraid Martin Campbell's directing it. He says Foreigner will do well for Martin Campbell because he knows how to handle realistic action instead of CGI. It also marks Pierce Brosnan's reunion with his golden eye character director. I can never hold Green Lantern against him because he had no clue and help. Plus he made Casino Royale. Which is a great movie. All good points. I think the Foreigner will be uh will be lots of fun. Maybe that's a case of staying in your lane as a director. Yes. Maybe you don't need to make a big CGI thing. Maybe when <laughs> DC comes calling you just let the phone ring sometimes. Uh all you guys. Uh and then uh great tweet from Geek Street Podcast. Rugs, you had just mentioned Mike Rips, uh, a white rapper who's uh, independent, who, who raps and drops a lot of comic book references. Uh, and I checked out some of his stuff. He's not bad. Greek Geek Street Podcast is Daniel Nosker and his friend Joe. He goes, yo, really, Rugboy Jock and Nerdcast just checked out Mike Rips. Really digging it. Nice, fine dudes. Nikki's son is fire. And you could get at Mike Rips. Do you guys, uh, you guys want to hear a little bit of this? Yeah, throw right a here his little it. sample of uh, Nikki's son. If, uh, only if you can play a sample, not the whole goddamn song. I'll play like the first 30, 40 minute, two minutes. What? <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Uh, I checked this out earlier. It's pretty good. Only if you know what the definition Nick. of a sample is. Nikki's son. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Taconic Park, Raider Bear Mountain. Sorry, too loud. Are we out here? Are we out here? 
Never stop, you bird hoes suck, dick and whip is like an Autobot Big dog, big mouth, why they got the muscle lock Chris White, night flight, sort of dunks, butterscotch Style, VHS, basement tape, dirty It's not bad, it's already, I got some, uh, he mentioned Batman and Autobots And it goes on, he says like Solomon Grundy You need to get better yeah. at that it's not, uh, it, Well look, I just listened to it, I didn't really, I didn't cut, clip a thing I'm just playing it off the SoundCloud Just play like 15 seconds but you got to get the essence of the uh, beat, man. You got to get I into got, it. I got a lot. Uh, so what's awesome is uh, Mike Rips at Mike Rips on Twitter tweeted us an episode of his upcoming podcast. That's he's like, yo, peep this. And he said he's going to be on iTunes soon. Did, hit you, with did he link. say, yo, peep this? Yeah, it says okay. peep this. Nice. And it's a, nah, you got to have him on the podcast. We got we, we got we got to have him on because uh, he t- like Geek Street guys like started tweeting back and forth with him. That's so awesome. his name is uh, Nerf Douglas. Right. He also goes by no. His actual name is Mike Ripolonia, but he goes by Nerf Douglas or Mike Rips. Uh, another listener, Ed G on Twitter. It's your boy Ed. Send us a link from this older tune. He says, "Check it out. It's an old song, but the guy raps about comic book characters versus hip hop artists, and it's this dude named the Emperor." Uh, and it's Secret Wars Part One, and uh, yeah, he this. I'll put this in the show notes too. He raps about artists fighting comic book heroes. Uh, that also, I did listen to that. It was pretty, it's not bad. Also lots of fun. Uh, so thanks for all those links. Thanks. Uh, Mike rips is not bad, dude. He's got, I like that track. So maybe we'll get him. You gotta listen to rogues gallery. That's when he had, that's his posse. Mike rips. Okay. Yeah. And he has like a lot of fucking crazy ass comic book references. Right on. I will put all those in the show notes of this episode. Jockinerd.com slash one seventy six. And finally, I just have to selfishly promote a couple of other shows I'm on. Because uh, the guys over at Blazing Caribou Studios, Carrie Sims has been on the show. They let me fucking host a trivia podcast, which is – I, I don't know why you would do that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy wild ride. It's live on YouTube. It's called Trivia Geeks. Uh, check it out. It's lots of fun. Very entertaining. We got There's always different people on. And then I do this other show called Sketching Comedy. Uh, where it's me and sketch you later. I'll sketch you later, man. It's me and artist Phil Rude. We're drawing live on YouTube while we talk about comic book artists. And Carrie Sims hosts that one. I just want to mention that what happened on the last one. Usually we talk about dead artists like Jack Kirby, old school guys that have passed away. Uh, this the, For this one, Carrie's fiance, James, who's a listener. What's up, James? He suggested uh, the dude who does Mouse Guard. Rugs, are you familiar with the comic book Mouse Guard? Yep. His name is David Peterson. Uh, he's 39 years old. And so we started this show talking about Mouse Guard. And I, I remember getting it during Free Comic Book Day. Amazing illustrations. He draws animals, nature, great. So anyways, we start the show. We're talking about this guy's life. And he fucking, I was like, we should tweet him. He shows up on the show. He pops up and uh, we end up interviewing him. It was a really fun episode. You tweeted him of, and he came on yeah, the show? Yes. I was like, tweet. How does that happen? I don't know. It just Well, he came on live on YouTube while we were recording it. Well, I was like, we're talking about this dude's life and he's now he's here. Let's just have him on. It was really cool. So it was a great interview. It's just neat to have a. Uh, somebody just pop up out of the blue. That was crazy. That one is called sketching comedy. I'll put a link to everything in the show notes. Rugs, where can the listener find you in a basement <laughs> huddled down trying to find a fly like that's flies. bothering me. <laughs> um, thank God for the cobwebs. Uh, find me on Twitter at really rug boy where I don't know. I'll be probably going back and forth with Mike rips every once in a while. 
Yeah, get uh, get on a good first name basis with Mike Rips. Uh, we'll get him on the show. I hope he uh, yeah, let's have him on the show. I hope he's not mad that we played his music without asking permission. Sorry, my friend. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, oh fuck. Uh, look, you guys, thanks for listening. This has been the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And we'll catch you next time. Imran can't talk. You know something's wrong. He's not saying anything. <laughs> Hold on one second. Oh, God. <laughs> I, really I can't believe it, yeah. Anthony, that you like uh, gave it like a 6.75. That's great. I, I feel like that you're, uh, you've, you've, you're really looking at these movies now. In, but let, la, I was saying, I was listening to the show last week. Are you here, Anthony? Did you go take a piss? Oh, you went to take a piss.